You are listening to Venerable Voices, a production of Experience Engaged. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, all you good people. Welcome back to another episode of Experience Engaged, Venerable Voices. So happy you could join us today. You may notice that Experience Engaged has replaced Boomers Leading Change as our production umbrella. Same wonderful organization, just evolving with the times to be more inclusive and really excited to have this new name launched. So Venerable Voices is now a production of Experience Engaged. What are we up to today? Well, if you've been tuning in to past episodes, you know that we took on the concept of cross-generational interaction. The impact in all of our lives by being with others outside of our own generation and the engaging experience that ensues as a result. Our first step in this series was to look at the perspective of millennials as they navigated the world with boomers and other generations coming before them. They were incredibly thoughtful in their feedback incredibly inspiring in their ability to assess the importance of relationships like those in their lives. And it made me really excited to look at the perspective of cross-generational communication and interaction from the viewpoint of boomers as they reflect upon millennials in their lives. And wow, they didn't disappoint. Their comments were equally insightful. They were just flooded with inspiring observations. And I think at the end of the day, I am even more committed to the notion that we all need each other. And the more we have each other in each other's lives, the better off we all are. So without further ado, let's hear from some boomers about what millennials have meant to them on their journey. Introduction to Millennials, uh, went to North Central University as a non-traditional student. And by my junior year, Millennials are, they're saying now, are somewhere between 1982 and 2000 born. Which means by the time I got there, by the second year, here come the Millennials. And a side note, which is really funny, the upperclassmen did not want them on their floor. <laughs> There was that much of a difference of perspective, right? And change. And those, can you imagine a junior and senior in college saying, oh, we don't want those guys on our floor, right? Um, So I was surrounded for, well, from 96 to 2008 with millennials. Uh, And I, you know, respecting distance for the educational system, even though I was as the same age as the professors, I could not interact with them because they were professors and I was taking classes. And so the people I became closer to, of course, <laughs> were all 20 and 30 and you know years younger than I am. And a lot of them happened to be millennials. I 
gosh, I think the list is too long. I don't even know if there's a biggest thing. I think, I think being open to, oh, I don't even know where to start because I really have learned so much from the millennials in my life. And I think it's because I'm, I'm, I don't come from it. I don't come to it from a place of defensiveness. Um, I don't, I don't come at it as, you know, they think they need to teach this boomer something. Um, because I don't think any of them that I've come across or that are in my life feel that way. I think they're just open to sharing and they have, I mean, just even starting at the language that I've learned from millennials, just the way they speak about things. Um, I try really hard to capture it and to use it because I think it's so inclusive and amazing. Um, you know, in early childhood, I've been trauma informed for years because we've always, um, in, in Montessori classrooms, you always put trauma informed, informed care into your curriculum, but just the language that millennials have are using about trauma informed care and triggers and lived experience and all of, I just am continually mind blown by what I learned from them. energy, the excitement, um, their, desi their desire to explore. Um, and I, I would say that that's the same, those are the same elements and, and attributes that a lot of our uh, staff that are millennials bring to our, uh, bring to our, to, to USTA Colorado. Um, and yeah, they just have a different perspective and that it's fun. Um, they're thoughtful. Uh, and, and I think again, uh, you can get caught looking at things from your own perspective pretty easily uh, and get pretty entrenched. And, and I think the more all of us uh, look to others and look at uh, how, very, how, how people respond, how people interact, um, and also look at things from their perspective and, and try to put yourself in their shoes um, and the struggles and the obstacles that oftentimes they have to overcome. Um, and yet uh, they do, uh, and they are exceptional, and they find ways to do things that are very creative. And, and uh, so those are things that, uh, that certainly both family and, and work-wise um, certainly have enriched my life. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm always fascinated by what, um, by what they all bring to the table and, and uh, the passion that they have with it. Um, those are things that, that, that really matter to me. That they worked like mad. They worked all the time. And during the whole COVID thing, one of them had an office uh, on the first floor and the other one had an office in the basement. And we called him the, um, what, what, I can't remember what you called him, the, the, the creature that lived under the bridge. And every once in a while, he would emerge and wipe the shadows, you know, from his eyes. And yes, they work hard. I'll say that. And it's a different kind of intensity, I think, that we than we had.
I, I think the best experience, uh, best illustration of the difference between um, the opportunities millennials have and the ones that we had is my story about um, when I was a junior in college, walking over to the bus station with the guys who were going down to the university to take the um, LSAT. And the, the law school admission um, test. And uh, I sat on the curb and waved. And because I had no experience of women as lawyers, what? Um, it was just beyond my ken. Well, it would have been the perfect place for me. I, I was talking to a woman yesterday who said that the school she was in wouldn't let her take calculus because you would have no use for it. Uh, you know, how talk wow. about stunting women's growth by uh, putting up artificial barriers. But there is a lot of that, a lot of it. You know, hearing about all of these reflections, positive reflections that boomers have on millennials in their lives makes me wonder and wanted to pose the question for those that may not have experiences right now with millennials in their lives what's it going to take to make some of that interaction thrive so that our communities really do have cross-generational interaction as a normal course of action um, and you know what their input was very poignant. Let's take a listen. Common ground. What we do know about the millennials, okay, is that they benefit from, you know, mentors and they're willing to, like I said, their learning curve, they want to learn which to me is just an invite. I mean, it's a blatant invite, uh, really, for us to come find one. Just one, there's over 80 million, like 83 million millennials in this country alone. Find one, just find one, okay? Because we know that um, it's our turn, basically, to show up. People have to be intentional. Um, I think it's too easy to, again, fall into a mode of, uh, of what somebody's own perspective might be, which might be very, very limited. Uh, I, I think the important thing is um, to try to figure out what does resonate with, with people you're around, um, what does matter to them. Um, and, and honestly rec recognize that we're all on a journey and we're all developing as, as, as people at whatever age you might be. And, and uh, the benefits that you can derive from listening um, and, and really trying to understand uh, where other people are coming from. Um, with age, if you allow it, with age 
from some level of wisdom. And how you use that wisdom with younger people can be very creative. I mean, most people resent being told that you should do this or you should do that, but there are other ways to do that that don't cause resentment because you know you're engaging people in a conversation and you know they may ask you well what what would you do and what did you do or you know whatever you know something like that and then um you know it, it just leads to building you know really i mean building friendships with younger people or younger people with older people i mean there's, there's no rule that says you can't be friends with somebody who's not in your age group. <laughs> so um, let that happen. It's part of the reason that I'm so passionate about the work that I do at BLC is because it's, it's integrating older adults into early childhood. And I really felt like that you know, the very littles and the very old, when we can get them together, there's this extreme connection. But in thinking, when you first asked me to do this, in thinking about this, I was thinking, you know, it's not actually, it doesn't just need to be the youngest generation and the older, oldest generation, it's all the generations. So my sister, that's 20 some years older than I am, my son is 25 and he was feeling, and he wouldn't mind if I shared this, I don't think, he was feeling just the weight of the world at the moment, you know, just pandemic and unemployment and jobs and all the things that that they're carrying right now. And I can't imagine being at the beginning of my life and looking at them and wondering what is my path through that. And he asked me often, what, you know, tell me how you feel about it. Tell me your take on it. And I know that he wants, he wants some sort of wisdom that comes with my age to be able to shed light on this. And then this is like the, I can't, I'm not really very helpful because even though I'm older, all this is really new to me as well. I never thought I'd live through a pandemic. I, I never thought Colorado air would be the way it's been for the last 54 days. I never thought that I'd go to King Supers on a Monday and there would be nothing on the shelves, like literally nothing, because no one works at my King Supers apparently anymore. The deli was literally just closed. And I was like, this is apocalyptic. This feels very strange. This does not feel good in my body at all. So I told him, I said, you should just reach out to your Aunt Susie. You should reach out to her because she'll have a different perspective. And so he did and he called, they talked for an hour and a half and he called back and I could just feel how much lighter he was because she talked about historical references that she can speak to because they were in her life that aren't in mine. And she's not the oldest of the oldest and he's not the youngest of the youngest, but they had this incredible intergenerational connection that just made me excited to talk about it and just made me think if we could just arrange more of those encounters so people could just spend some time getting to know each other as human beings maybe you know maybe that maybe there is a renaissance that could come out of this crazy
I have really enjoyed participating in this series on intergenerational interaction. When I think back to the first part a couple of weeks ago, during which time I had the opportunity to mobilize a group of really special millennials and hear their thoughts, their observations about boomers and other generations coming before them in their lives. Boy, they were poignant, they were insightful, above all, they were compassionate. And springing forward to this new group of conversations I've had with boomers in reflecting upon millennials in their lives, I received equal insight, equal compassion, and really poignant reflections overall. And looking back at both of these, I am nothing but hopeful about what our future looks like. It is very clear that we have really good people in all generations out there in our world. And if we take time to extend olive branches, to show our own vulnerabilities, to build connections with a, a rich, diverse spectrum of our humanity, we're all gonna be okay. And I'm excited for it. So until next time, whatever you do, be sure and make it count and be well. You have been listening to Venerable Voices, a production of Experience Engaged.